welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi guys, I hope you are having a lovely Sunday. I'm actually recording this ahead of time, so you're probably not getting a notification late Sunday night as it's been the past few weeks, but I've kept up. I've kept up with my schedule of doing them most Sundays, so I'm proud of myself. Um, but I just wanted to record a little intro. First of all, just to update you on a couple of things, but what you're going to be hearing today in today's episode is a conversation I had with my future self, but I am going to, uh, well, more so a conversation I had as my future self. I'm going to share more details about that soon, Um, but first I just wanted to say hi. I love you. Update you on my mushroom journey experience. So that experience, that was the most amount of mushrooms I've ever taken in that amount of time, like over five grams. I've never done that before, and I do want to say there was um, an integration period. (laughs) I think because I'm so used to the amount that I take other times, I don't I haven't noticed as much of an integration period. I've since found out because um, my friend who I took them with had like a super bad migraine and I guess you can get hangover symptoms from mushrooms. I had no idea. I'm telling you guys like I literally I'm sober and I still believe the same thing that I feel like mushrooms were invented for me. This is actually I've been like playing around with this like really like narcissistic tendencies, but I feel like it's helped my manifesting and it's helped me to be a more patient understanding person. And this is the idea that when because I feel like there's there's a lot that we can do to resolve conflict with people in our lives, right? But then there still is probably going to be people who just bother you or bug you whether it's a close family relationship or whether it's someone you have to work with or whatever. And so what I've been telling myself lately is and this it's narcissistic. This this idea is narcissistic, but I feel like it's kind of fun to play around with if you can do it in a way that you're not like um being so intense about it but I just tell myself that like oh this person that's bugging me (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saving this on my podcast but this is what this is what I do in my mind this person who's bothering me is just a non-player character like an NPC who was created to help me experience this type of tension or to help me rise into my power or to help me whatever and I treat them like they're just this non-player character in my game that um is meant to teach me and I guess you could like that's true with everyone that's literally true with every single person in your reality every single person you talk to I truly believe they're here for us to learn from each other I guess the rude part is like calling them a non-player character (laughs) that's the rude part of the situation but for some reason it helps me to like not get upset because I'm like oh they're nothing So it is really rude. It's really rude. Only use this with people that like you maybe have a ton of tension with and you just because I feel like you can try over and over again and nonstop feel like um, you're just trying to heal something or figure out why is this relationship so triggering and sometimes you just have to like accept that that's how it's going to be. Um, it's really interesting. I'm actually even as I'm talking about this a while ago, I remember having an Akashic Records reading, which is like kind of like a form of a psychic reading. And I asked about my ex, which I don't think I've, I don't know if I've shared this story over on my podcast, but it was like super, super traumatic and dramatic and like the craziest situation that's ever happened to me. I asked about him and basically that's what she described. She didn't say NPC, but she was like, when I tap into his energy, it's literally just like a void and it feels like he's here just to teach people. Um, what's the word? Uh, not dissertation. What's the thing when it's like, um, where you are like learning what oh what is the word that I'm looking for it starts with a d um hold on I'm gonna have to pull this up um <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna search this it's not dissertation it's like I'm gonna remember it later when I'm talking okay this is future Kinsey remembering the word I was trying to say the word is discernment he is a void energy that is here to teach people discernment okay that's it <laughs> But anyways, he's here to teach people like what is a good situation, what is a bad situation, what is and not even I don't even believe in like the duality of it in that way, but just like teaching people how to learn how to trust themselves and how to learn how to trust the situation and how to read the situation and 
he's kind of just like this villain actually which I don't completely love and I don't have like super hard feelings towards him but it's interesting because I forgot that that person told me that and that's basically what I'm doing now with like other relationships that are maybe triggering in my life so anyways that's something that you can play around with I don't even remember why I was saying that I don't even remember why I got into that but that is oh because I was talking about like I feel like mushrooms are were made for me I feel like I'm kind of in this era of my life like I'm in my narcissism era (laughs) and in a way like there's a different I mean I don't even have to explain it I know you guys get it but I'm like a little bit in my narcissism era where I'm like I'm just pretending that the world was created for me and that like I'm walking around and everything was created for me everything is happening to me for the utmost good and excuse me it's like really it's really proving to be fun (laughs) it's proving to be a fun belief to have and it just makes you appreciate everything more and then if there's anything that you don't like you're just like oh this is just to like help me to leap off of whatever this non-ideal situation is that's coming up so anyways that's how I've been existing through life lately I highly recommend trying it out if that sounds fun to you um I yesterday I went to two movies in one day I went to Elemental and I absolutely loved it I mean we I went with my employees I have this weird thing so we probably go to the movies during work hours so I'm like paying them hourly to come to the movies but we do it probably once a week or maybe once every two weeks and it's so fun for me like it's it's always my happiest funnest days and I usually get the most done that evening but I have this amount of guilt over it over like being such an irresponsible CEO and it's not even in a way that I'm thinking it's I've I've actually uncovered this really big belief that it's not I like I am not a people pleaser at all I I sometimes will notice stuff where I'm like oh that's interesting that it's coming up but most of my things where I'm afraid of what other people are thinking it's not because (laughs) I care about their feelings which is like sad but like true like I don't know if that's like an autistic thing or whatever but I like I truly actually it's I really have to teach myself to care about people like And I remember being that way ever since I was a little kid, which is nice because I don't have any sort of people pleaser things that show up there. But what is a really big trigger for me and I am walking around all the time avoiding is getting in trouble. And I realized that like so like all the time, like I was walking through my neighborhood and every single person that I saw, I was like, they're probably going to get mad at me for something like, and it's not in a judgment way. It's like, I'm actually physically like afraid of it. And this could just be from (laughs) being raised by a mother who has so much Aries in her chart. It should be illegal. My mom is an Aries son. I think Aries rising, Aries north node. She like had like, I swear, four different main things in Aries. (laughs) So just let that do its own thing. Just let you picture what that was like. I love my mom. We have a great relationship, but it was, it did kind of create some stories there around getting in trouble all the time for nothing. And it's interesting too. I think this is one of the interesting things to look at if you have siblings is how you were all raised by the same person but you took totally different things from it that's why it's like you can't blame your parents for everything because you could have a sibling who had the exact same rate who was raised by the exact same person and had a different experience and so it's like it's just the way that our energies all interacted with each other I mean I'm a I'm a Leo and so it was fire against fire (laughs) so it's a little intense sometimes but it's interesting because the getting in trouble thing like so to bring it back to what I was talking about with the movies It's not the only thing that I think of when I'm doing it is like, I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. Like I have a fear of getting in trouble for taking my employees to the movies. It's like, what am I going to get in trouble for? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's so deeply subconscious. But I had that thought when I was walking around my dogs. I also am like super afraid of going to the doctors. And I've realized it's because I'm afraid of getting in trouble. I'm like afraid of getting in trouble for not being healthy. I'm a trait. Like, it's like, I'm not afraid of not being healthy, but I'm afraid of being unhealthy and then getting in trouble for being unhealthy. So it's so interesting. I'm like actually really excited. This belief only came through a couple days ago. And so I'm really excited because now this means that I can release it, which feels really good. And that also brings me into, I'm going into this little, like I'm doing a little, um, 
I mean, I guess I could call it an experiment. I know my whole theme of the podcast last week of what I learned from my mushroom journey is that I'm not a scientist, but I am kind of a scientist in my own way. I'm a scientist of my own life. And so I'm doing this experiment, you know, the like 75 hard trigger warning diet culture, but it's like where people do these like intense workouts. It's like a really hard fitness health regimen. Um, I have always been interested by it because I love a challenge. Like, I love a challenge. I love some sort of, like, competition thing. But, I mean, I've tried it a couple times in, I mean, even recently. Just because I was like, oh, I'll just eat healthy and try to work out two times a day. Again, just because I love the challenge aspect of it. But, obviously, it doesn't work because it's, like, freaking insane. And, like, (laughs) I mean, it works for some people. But, it's not really my thing. But every single time I do it, I'm like, I want to do something like this with stuff that like I actually care about. Like I don't, I don't freaking want to work out for two hours a day. But like, I'm thinking of creating some sort of like 70, we would need to do an angel number. Maybe it's like 77 easy or, and I know I think I've talked about this on my podcast before wanting to do something like this, but I haven't figured out what exactly I wanted to do. And now I know I want to do some sort of subconscious belief challenge. So that's what I'm moving into right now. I'm like, I, it's really easy for me to take action and I've always been very action oriented. Um, I think that's why I'm able to manifest so easily and create money so easily because action creates, uh, energetic, um, weight that is going to result in some type of results like action there there's weight to your actions and if you're taking actions that are moving your business forward there's only like the only option is for you to receive something back but what happens is a lot of times I'm creating action but not from this place of like full self-worth full confidence full trust with clarity on where I'm going and so almost that's like the hamster wheel energy right If you're in a hamster wheel, and I don't want to think of it as like a hamster wheel is running in place because I think more so what a lot of us are in is we're in one of those hamster balls, (laughs) like those balls you put your hamster in, they like run around the house in saying this is like making me want a hamster. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it running around the house in a ball, but my dogs would eat it. Like I, I, well, I know at least Bruce would. Burger would be horrified of it. Burger's scared of everything and Bruce wants to eat everything. (laughs) So. They're truly the yin and yang of bulldogs. Anyways, we're not running in a hamster wheel per se. I think a lot of us, what's happening, if we're taking uncomfortable action often, we're running in a hamster ball. So we're still going somewhere, but it's like we don't really know where we're going. We can't really see outside of this ball. We can maybe see if we're about to run into the wall or whatever, but we're not like we're still existing within this house. Versus I think when you start working on your subconscious beliefs, that's when you start building a bigger house. That's start that's when you see the door to go outside. That's when you run super fast against the wall to break you out of your hamster ball and you start going around outside and exploring and so that's my intention like I'm not even focusing on the action I know the action will happen effortlessly because that's just how I am and I love taking action but I'm like so hyper focused this summer on just belief reprogramming so I'm currently working on in coaching school. I'm going to add a whole nother section about subconscious belief because originally I wasn't going to. And then that's been the biggest thing that I like keep getting over and over and over again is like, you got to teach them the beliefs. You got to upgrade their beliefs. So it's really cool with Psyche because I can surrogate for the entire group of everybody who signs up and who will sign up for anti-school coaching school. And I can automatically upgrade your beliefs. So it's like, it's cool. I don't even like, I don't want to use this to sell it because there's so much more to it. But as soon as you sign up, you're already going to be getting an energetic upgrade because I'm, I'm going in and sort of getting the energy for everybody in that group. But then you're going to have the chance. I'm going to upload individual beliefs that you can choose which one um, makes like which one you're wanting to embody. And then you can go through the process of actually doing the balance for yourself. So you won't learn how to do a psyche balance. Of course, I can't teach you that. I highly recommend going to one of their online workshops or doing it in um, in person. Like I it has changed my life. But I'm like excited to see how it's even going to change my life more because I'm wanting to really play with some big beliefs that make zero sense and like just go all in on programming to that next level. So anyways, with coaching school, I'm currently doing that. I'm currently working on adding this this last little section that's going to just be about the subconscious beliefs because it's so important. I actually I always come back to this where it's like the action is important. If you're not taking the action, you're not going to see any results because there's there's no energetic weight there. Literally think of it as like a 
I pay you, you pay me. That's what we're doing with the universe. When you're showing up and doing something in your business, you're saying, here's this. You're giving the universe your money, which is your energy. And the universe says, okay, here you go. Here are the resources, whatever it is that you're wanting to manifest. Um, And so if you're not taking action, you're not going to go anywhere. Like, (laughs) truly, I I truly believe that. Like, you got to be doing shit. Like, that's just, that's just physics. (laughs) That's just manifestation physics that's just life physics truly like we have to have movement as a species to continue living like and I think we have such a weird relationship with movement in the way of like having to do things I think that's why we all think we have ADHD and I don't think we all have ADHD I think we are I don't know I'm not going to talk about that (laughs) Because I am not a scientist and I actually don't know the answer to that. But I'm like, no way do all of us have ADHD. I think we've just forgotten how to work as humans. Like, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa. Backspace, backspace, backspace. I didn't mean that in like a Kim Kardashian way. Not work as in like a capitalistic way. I think we've we've kind of, um, we need a manual for our brains is what I mean by that. <laughs> That came across, like, way not in the way that I was wanting it to. Podcasts are scary because you don't know what you're going to say. You know when you're talking to somebody and then they're like, they're like, wait, what? You mean that? And you're like, no, I don't mean that at all. Like, I'm so I used the wrong word. That is literally not what I meant. And it could be the exact opposite. Podcasts are scary because nobody's here saying, wait, what? And then you all of a sudden post it and everybody's like, <laughs> Kinsey's shitting on people for not working hard. And that is not what I'm doing at all. <laughs> But anyways, I feel like what's happening is I don't think as many of us, maybe we do, maybe everybody has ADHD and maybe it's an upgrade. Um, Maybe a lot more people have autism now and it's an upgrade of like being hypersensitive and I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a scientist. All I do know is we need a manual of how to make our brains work better and how to make our brains function at the level of consumption we're doing right now and how to make them function better because... um. I think it's a superpower and I think we're always upgrading as technology upgrades, but we have to figure out how to do that. I don't think that always happens automatically or maybe it does happen automatically, but we're using an old manual to try to run our brains. So anyways, super big tangent. Wow. Super big tangent that like maybe could get me canceled. Just kidding. Um, I believe that we're working hard and we're trying our best, but I think we're working in the wrong way. I don't think anybody, like, I don't know. Obviously, I have a lot of different views on these type of things. But one thing for sure, we need to figure out how to make our brains work at this next level in the easiest way possible and in a way that we can tap into our creativity and our intuition and our flow. So that's what I'm hoping to do with the subconscious challenge, little experiment that I'm running on myself. I will keep you updated as things come up. I mean, I've already kind of been doing this, but I feel like I want to go like all in, in a way that I'm like, I tweeted something the other day that it was like normal actions don't create normal results. And like, I believe that like if I just keep doing meditations the way that I've always done them, you know, once every day or so it's like, yeah, that's going to keep my brain feeling good. But is that going to get me to the next level? No, I got to do something crazy. I got to do something that's out of the ordinary. So that's what this challenge feels like. So maybe if it works and if it's fun, um, it will be something we can do together in the future. Um, but let me let me tell you about what you're about to listen to. So this is actually from one of my clients in Trustfall, And I normally don't like I have so many amazing people in there who offer amazing services, like really cool products, um, really cool, like coaching and different intuitive stuff. And like, there's so many cool people in there and I am just, I'm manifesting them all having the most amount of success possible. Actually, now that I'm saying that I'm like, I need to go surrogate the energy just for my babes in trustful to like give them a upgrade. So that's something I'm going to do later. Um, but anyways, I am manifesting the most success from them, but I, because I've, I've always not known, like I want to experience all of their magic. So I'm like, I, and I don't have time to experience all of their magic, unfortunately. So I've kind of like, um, I don't know if I want to even call it a, 
boundary. But I think when you start having a ton of people enroll in your things, there's this new level that you have to have. And we'll kind of talk about this in the coaching school, but there's a level where like you, you can't know what's going on with every single one of their businesses. Right. And Trustfall was like, it's, it's such a discount for what you're getting that it really is. You're just signing up for courses at an ex, at a super discounted rate. But we've ended up doing these live group coaching calls. We've had a couple mini masterminds in here. So I'm getting to know the girls a lot more. Um, I'm getting to know the people in there a lot more, I should say. And one of the people that I actually got to experience their magic is Jess. And I will link their all of their information in um, the show notes. And I will also share about her like services on my Instagram when I post, but she talked about, she does this quantum interview session and she was asking in, um, one of the masterminds that we were doing, like how to show up and market this. And I was like, well, this is how you could show up and market it. And also I've never needed to experience something more. So basically what it feels like to me is like a future self meditation on crack where you are actually channeling your future self. So I'm not going to, I'm only going to put the part that like is actually me having the conversation with her. So I'll explain a little bit about how it worked in the beginning. We started, she asked me about, you know, if there was a specific time I was wanting to tap into, she got some clarity on what I was wanting to do it for. Um, I've had a little bit of clarity on just even from some of the psychic readings that I've had, which is super interesting because, I feel like that's how I use psychic readings. There's periods of my time where I've gone years without seeing a psychic. And then all of a sudden I feel like I use them when I need a little bit of inspiration and maybe a little bit of motivation, like feeling excited about life again. And so what I think of going to psychics as is they're showing me possible timelines. And then I get to choose and say, this is the one I want. And then I move forward with that. And that's how my readings have happened. That's how they've come true. And there's been parts of them that they've said, this thing is happening in the next year. And I'm like, I literally don't want that. And it didn't happen. And so you have to be at like a very grounded space subconsciously, I think, to be able to listen to psychic readings and not have them wreck you if they don't say something that you, you know, are happy to hear. So it's very like, um, I feel like you kind of have to tiptoe around it. At least I do it that way where I like kind of take it with a grain of salt, whatever. So I'd had these psychic readings. And so I kind of knew what I wanted to tap into further, but she takes you through this this, um, portal essentially. It's like a a meditation and I could feel myself like becoming a different person. So then once you come back on the other side, you're officially your future self. And so you'll hear this in the interview. She asked me questions, me answering, like I, I've had to listen to it a couple more times because I don't remember everything that I said when I was saying it It's like I could hear it in my mind, but I wasn't coming up with the answers It was so crazy. It was like just pure channeling which was really really cool to experience And the craziest thing is too is at the end Um, I might leave this part in I don't know. I'll see I I talked to her about this at the end, but when she was pulling me back to the present day, it was like I was viewing the timeline in reverse. Like it felt like I was like getting sucked like Marvel movie style through like a portal and seeing these different aspects of my life that I had just described happening. So super cool. I highly recommend. Um, I am only sharing this because first of all, it was a really cool experience. I also think there are some things in here that you might hear because she asks me like, what were the things that helped me get to the next level? It's really interesting because I talk a lot about TikTok, which is random and what was holding me back from TikTok and just, it's, it's so interesting. So I don't know if it'll be interesting for you. I'm also kind of putting it here, first of all, as a scrapbook for me so I can come back and listen to this in a few years and see if everything happened as she said it was going to happen. Um, but I'm also putting it here because a little bit a a belief that I've noticed with myself is I'm afraid to share how big I want to go. And I'm afraid that I'm going to look like an idiot, I guess, like with, with how big of goals I have, with how big of a business I want to create. Um, I'm afraid of what, I don't know. I'm just afraid of putting that out there, I guess. And so part of it is just me healing, like being seen in this way. Um, it also was just a really cool experience. And so I want to give, uh, Jess a shout out. Cause I'm like, everybody should do it. It was so fun. It was way different than a psychic reading because 
I was seeing it. And I think this will depend on if you're visual when you do like a meditation or if you're more auditory or so I'm super curious if you end up going and having this done. Let me know how it goes for you. Um, but I feel like this experience really motivated me and made me excited to like keep moving forward in my business. I also feel like it changed me like on a genetic level <laughs> where I was like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of this work with my coach who's amazing, Jaleesa Cypress. I'll talk about her nonstop. She's helped me so much move through. I realized I had a really big fear of being seen at my next level. Like, I am feel like I'm so confident showing up on social media, but, like, I'm confident showing up on Instagram where I know my people. But being seen at a bigger level than that, I've had so many blocks that I've been working on releasing. And I feel like the combination of doing this stuff with my coach and doing all this subconscious work that I've been doing and then hearing this future self-channeling just really made me excited for what that next level looked like and gave me kind of the fuel to keep moving forward and be like okay these things that I've been thinking they weren't in my imagination these are the steps to my next level so anyways I hope you find a little bit of entertainment in listening to this I'm excited to look back on it in the future and be like oh yeah all of that happened it's I, I remember I did this with another person um Talia way back like I don't even know what episode it was but it's interesting because multiple people have told me hey remember in that future self session that you had um how like one of the random things I remember is she said my future self Talia this is talking about a reading I had a while ago and this was more like a reading this wasn't a future self interview this other one that I posted on my podcast but she said that I was going to have nothing to hide I was going to wear really tight clothes I was going to be comfortable showing off my body which is crazy because at that moment I was not that way. I was like so boho and everything was oversized and my shirts were always oversized and I would never show it like I wouldn't show very much skin and like it's so interesting how that truly happened and I didn't even realize that had happened. Um, Somebody messaged me. I think it was um, Amanda if you're listening to this. She messaged me and she was like remember how you said this and like this is the reality of how you dress now and I was like that's why like I hadn't even remembered that um that was said so that's when I feel like it's really cool so anyways enjoy listening to a little bit of a broadcast of what my future looks like some of the stuff is so insane and feels so um just like unattainable that I'm slightly embarrassed to like share it I mean I'm I'm so happy and excited um it's also funny because because it like kind of touches on like the science of it all which is just so weird that it's been coming up so much in my um, just in my reality, this conversation around science and scientists and whatever. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this, this conversation. And if you have any questions at all, let me know if you enjoyed anything that you heard in this episode. I would love to hear what like shifted anything or changed anything for you. This is officially your last week to get in on coaching school. So this will not be able, this will not be open for enrollment until next year. I have so many things that are coming out in the next few years or whoa, that was like a future self Freudian slip. Is that what you say? Um, I have so many things that are coming out until the end of the year that this will be the last time that you are able to learn how to build a course, learn podcasting, learn how to do one-on-one coaching masterminds, how to structure a retreat, literally everything you need to know in the education space. I do want to say a really big thing. If you're somebody who's not like interested in becoming like a coach, like a business coach, I'm not going to be teaching you how to become a business coach in this school. I'm teaching you how to take what you're good at and how to teach other people that thing and how to structure your offers. It's much more on the business side of things. I'm not going to be teaching you like how to be a coach essentially. And so if you're say a hairdresser and you're like, I'm, I'm not wanting to just do a service. I want to teach other hairdressers or I'm a photographer, a designer or whatever. This program was created for you. You are the exact person that this program was created for. So we have our orientation call. If you're listening to this live, it's happening on Monday. So it's happening tomorrow. Um, but it's going, doors are open until the end of the month. So I would love to see you inside. It's a really fun program. I'm excited this weekend. I'm going to be doing all of the updates, all the subconscious uh, stuff that I'm going to add in there, which is going to be really cool. Um, And yeah, I think that's it. Have fun listening to this little conversation with my future self. Hi, Kinsey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Welcome to the interview. Thank you so much for letting me interview, for being here. I am going to just... 
fix some things on my end real fast, make sure we're all set up, but let me go ahead and ask you, um, when are you, when are you calling in from? Four years in the future. Great. So it is, it is, I'm trying to do mental math. It's 2027. Yeah. What time of year is it? Fall. Where in the world are you right now? Utah. Mm. Utah in the fall. Tell me about that. I've never been there that time of year. It's so charming and just kind of like spooky vibes. Very like classic Halloween. Fun. I love it. Are you a, are you a Halloween girly? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Are you at home right now? Are you? Are you traveling? Yeah. Are you visiting? I it's Halloween and my house is like decked out in Halloween stuff. There's kids coming to trick or treat. I'm having like a big party with all my friends and their kids. Fun. That sounds great. Are you in are you in the new house now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in the new house? at this point since spring of this year so only six months ish are you how are you settling in like are you unpacked is that still in yeah. ongoing no it's like everything is perfect it's I unpacked the first night I moved in <laughs> wow overachiever <laughs> <laughs> I love that what does your space look like is it is it like a big house it's a it's hmm. it's not a huge house but there's a ton of like entertainment area out back and uh-huh. it also feels really big cuz like all of the rooms are spacious there's not a ton of rooms but everything is like very um like tall ceilings and it's it's i don't know it's very obviously like a house for a single girl but like expanded in all the ways that sounds great so you've got friends over for a party tonight yeah who's there um matt and lexi and their two kids and morgan and her boyfriend and cammy and she has someone who she brought and there's like a couple kids, but I'm not sure who's they are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the munchkins running around. <laughs> Do you have a partner who's there? I don't have a partner who's here, but I do have a partner. He just is, um, he travels a lot. Well, I don't, he doesn't live here. So he travels back and forth to come visit. Okay. So he's traveling right now mm-hmm. or he's, he's away right now. Mm-hmm. That's fun. How long have you guys been seeing each other? It feels like forever, but it's been a couple years now. How did you guys meet? I just met him through like Instagram or something. Like he messaged me. We were like kind of in each other's, um, circles already mm-hmm. but we like formally met over dms <laughs> it's not like the most romantic story <laughs> no but i think that's that's lovely so like are are you interested in sort of talking to me about how how your love story sort of developed over time yeah i think the thing um that I finally realized is when this relationship finally came through is it got to look exactly how I wanted it to. So, and it's something that still kind of bugs me. Like at this Halloween party, my friends are almost like pitying me that he isn't there, but like, I truly don't care. Like it it feels like I get to have my single life and my dating life or like in a relationship life at once. And I feel like once I fully let myself want that and didn't try to 
force myself into the type of relationship that most people want, I feel like that's when things came through for me. And he's like, awesome. He's, he checks all of the boxes and more and takes care of me and supports me. And he would, he would quit his job in a second if he thought that I would like be okay being together all of the time. But he like knows that I need my freedom and flexibility too. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about him? He's so sexy. (laughs) It was the thing that first, like, normally I wouldn't like respond to somebody really if they like just randomly DM'd me, but he's like, he's super sexy. He's really funny too. If you had to guess based on what you know about him, like, what do you think is his favorite thing about you? I think he likes that I'm sassy. (laughs) Even though sometimes he wish I wasn't, like, I think he <laughs> likes that. It sounds like it's a good, that's a good match. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been together for a few years. Yeah, we met in 2024. After I had like gotten things really, really stable in my personal life and my business, I feel like then it sounded, it just felt easy to be open to the possibility of dating more. Mm -hmm. Before you guys met, were you, were you actively dating before? No, not at all. It was literally like, he like fell out of the sky. Yeah. So in sort of like to switch gears a little bit, like thinking about that time in your life around 2024, when things were really stable in the personal life, the business life, when you were open to that relationship coming through, like, can you talk to me about when you say those things were really stable? Like, what did that look like in the personal and the business that made that possible? In my personal life, I just, I started, um, letting like my people in more like Um, I stopped feeling like I had to be the one taking care of everyone. And I, Mm. I kind of let myself not be taken care of by those relationships, but like, I kind of just let everything become more reciprocal, which was like a big fear that I didn't realize I had, um, until I started letting people like reciprocate and, So my personal life, it felt not hard to go hang out with friends or, you know, do whatever it was that I was doing because I wasn't like forcing myself to carry all of it. Mm -hmm. And then business wise, business wise, like I didn't do anything different besides letting myself do exactly what I wanted. So like I stopped trying, I mean, that's kind of like the theme of everything that happened with my life, like up to this point, especially in the past few years, but like, I completely stopped feeling guilty for doing things in a different way. Because a lot of times I would be doing something in a different way, but then I would feel like I needed to do it the way that everyone in business talks about it. And so I would like flip flop back and forth. And just that last up until that time that I met him when I was really stabilizing things, it was, it was not how you would expect to stabilize things. It was more like I was just fully letting myself create whatever I wanted to create and not like overthinking about if I was creating too much or if I was burning myself out, like the creation fueled me. It sounds like that was definitely a habit or a process that you were, you were already starting and maybe just leaning more into that. Do you think that sounds true? Yeah, I think it's, it's the, um, the last final piece was like letting go of the guilt of like doing it that way and letting go of the guilt of wondering if everyone else can also keep up with my pace. Like I would constantly be, um, 
in my head about like, well, I can do this, but like, can my people also keep up with the same pace? Can they, you know, copy what I'm doing? And I feel like I almost, and it sounds like the opposite of what I thought, but like, I had to stop thinking about my people and just focus on creating things that I was really proud of. And that benefited them even more and like grew my impact even more. So it was just that last piece of like guilt and almost like comparison where I was trying to keep this energy of like relatability, I think to um, my community. If you think back to that time when you were going through this process, what are some of the first ways that you were actually making those changes? Can you think of any examples? I think the ways that I started doing courses again, where like I created them from, I pre-recorded them and was like, kind of made it into like a, like I just thought of it as like creating art. And so I was creating all these different courses. And again, I wasn't thinking about like, how are people going to consume this? Like, it was like, I just have to, it almost was like a, um, uh, uh, like a surge of energy that was coming through that up until that point, I had been like holding myself back and it was like eating away at my joy inside. So once I fully started like showing up, creating more content, showing up on multiple platforms, um, that was a really big one. And that was like a hard one to shift because there was just a lot of beliefs about what showing up on the other platforms would mean. And, but doing that and like being really messy with my content creation and letting myself be seen in a deeper way, um, that opened up the expansion and then creating all of the courses, um, that I created and continue to create. Like I, I think there was this idea in my mind during that time that I would reach a point that I like had my courses and I just like automated them but like that would truly not be fun to me and like I'm still currently right now working on a new course and tweaking an old course and like that's what brings me so much joy and so I think it was like really leaning into that really leaning into getting good at creating content and yeah I think it was mainly though it also there was like some stuff with my team where it was like I felt like I needed to constantly be giving them more and like that actually wasn't what I needed to do um I needed to like let them support me in the ways that I actually wanted to be supported and most of the time that wasn't related to the actual work it was more like personal life stuff that I needed help with and so that helped shift things too what is again sort of thinking back to 2024 when you were making some of those changes in letting go of the way you thought you needed to create for your audience and really leaning into just getting good at creating things that you would be proud of. What are some of the things that you were creating around that time that you are really proud that you created? I, I like had all these design ideas in my head, but I would always tell myself like, well, that's not you're not doing design anymore. Like you're not selling design anymore. So this is a waste of time, but like those random waste of time projects, like were so fun for me. And sometimes they got good engagement. Sometimes they didn't, but what, what was important along the process is like, it's almost like those projects that I was excited about to do. Um, they, I was motivated to do the other more mundane content so I could space in between the fun projects. So it's like, I would Mm -hmm. post a fun project and then I would be like, well, I can't post the fun project again. So I guess I have to create like another week's worth of content. So it would like, it was like this internal motivation to be able to work on the fun stuff. Um, Then that way I would get kind of like the more boring content, which it wasn't ever really boring, but just kind of the stuff that it worked really well. but it didn't excite me. And so kind of that process of like creating something new and then doing more of the same and then something new. So it was like some of those design projects and it kind of feels the same way with the courses where like, I was so excited to create a new course that like, it was the same thing where it was something new 
And then I would do the same old for like a month or two and then something new. And so I think that like new energy um, really excited me. And there was like times that I was like, oh, am I like, is this a waste of my time and energy? Like I could just be selling the same program on Facebook ads, but like the truth is I, I couldn't, that wouldn't like excite me. That wouldn't keep my creative juices flowing. Like maybe I could, but it like, wasn't our path to success. And the sooner I just dropped that idea, I feel like the more I sped up the process, honestly. Hmm. Yeah. So what was your, what was your audience looking like at that time? Like how, how were they responding to these changes that you were making? Um, Instagram kind of stayed the same, but it feels like YouTube and TikTok, like I was growing really fast and it scared me and also like (laughs) pissed me off because I felt like a certain part of me couldn't like say what I actually wanted to say to people. Like I was like wanting to like be intense and I like had to remind myself to just not because like the truth is I could have, but there's. I think sometimes when I would get mad and feel like I was having to be silent and not respond to haters or whatever, it was, it was really that, that creative surge of energy that like, I just needed to be working on a new project. And Mm. I mean, there was a few times that like I did get mad or whatever, but it didn't like feel better as I like thought it would. And I wish I would have just used that energy for like creating something new. And it was nothing ever like a big deal. Um, but it was just like people saying dumb stuff. Um, and I feel like the way I've dealt with it now is I'm more just like, kind of like cheeky. Like I'm like, uh, I don't care. And so like the sooner I got over that, the less those comments came in. Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, are you, are you still pretty active on all three of those platforms at this point in 2027? Yeah. I mean, I'm less active. I'm still most active on Instagram and I think that has been the um, the toss and turn is a lot of times I would be like, okay, I'm going to go in on this platform or whatever. And then I would stop using Instagram, but like Instagram is still where the most amount of my money comes from. That's where I'm like leading people to. Um, I still teach courses on it, but I feel like just the virality that I've experienced on YouTube or TikTok is like, has really helped my Instagram following grow. Hmm. At this point in 2027, which one is your favorite one to be on? Uh, TikTok and YouTube. And I think it's just because I'm doing like the, I'm doing really creative stuff over there. Like on YouTube, I'm doing meditations. Finally, I've talked about doing that forever. Um, On TikTok, it's just fun because there's like, I can share. I've really... um, I have like a system with how I post on TikTok where it's like I post a creative project and then I post an outfit of the day. Like I have like kind of the same way that I've always done Instagram, but I can talk about other random topics and it feels fun because it just feels like there's more engagement than like if I post a story, people will just like it. But I really like like the community aspect of TikTok. It's really um, been, I think, my favorite part of social media so far. That's great. Do you still pretty much do all of your social media yourself at this point? No, but, um, the content creation, yes, but I've had to like have, um, Morgan help me for sure with like keeping up with the comments and the DMS and just making sure I stay on top of it. Cause that part can get overwhelming. Does that work out pretty well? Does that feel? Yeah. 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 That's good. What are you in terms of like courses and things that you're creating now in 2027? What are you, what are you working on? Like, what does that look like? I've been really studying, um, like the subconscious mind and our neural pathways. And I've actually been doing like, um, 
within my community studies of different things and trying out new meditations and, you know, different, different healing modalities that I've tried over the years and seeing what works. And it's just been really cool. Cause I can bring in like the, um, kind of the more logical side of me and then use it to create these really like unrealistic results and like see it actually working and making such shifts for my people. Um, so like this course has been a lot of a small or a slower process, um, just because there's been so much going into it, but it's been one of my favorite things that I've worked on. I'm still, I'm getting a little bit laggy with it. Cause I just like want the process to be over, but I'm really excited for when we get finished with it and can launch. Do you have an expected launch date or timeline? No, I learned to not do that a long time ago. I feel like <laughs> in my, like, honestly, probably from 2023 on, I learned that like, I could set a loose deadline, but a lot of times once I really started working on a program, I got so many other ideas that it for sure added at least two weeks to the process, sometimes a month. And that was for like my smaller courses. So I think it's just hard to, I just keep getting more ideas that I want to add to it. So I have no idea when it'll be done, hopefully beginning of next year. So 2028. And what are you selling right now at this point? Nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. I have like a few really high level ways to work with me. And then I also have. um, I have things always going on in the background and I don't even want to call it a funnel, but it's like if somebody signs up for this newsletter, this training, most of the time they're reaching out to me to ask about a course that I mentioned in that training. So it's like, because I have so much content out there that's talking about different courses that I've created and that I've been working on, people will just come forward and say, Hey, I'm interested about this. Like, could I get more info? And so it like kind of created a natural, um, lead into a lot of my products. Um, I've played around with like formalizing the funnel, Um, and I just, I don't know, I didn't really like it. So right now I have like a lot of money saved from the time that I really, really hustled in my business. Honestly, from that first, like 2023 to 2024, I was just like stacking money. And now I paid for my house in cash. And so it's really nice because I don't feel any pressure of needing to show up or keeping the business moving because I have a really good, um, lump sum of money. And I also, there's like people, I don't know if I would call them investors, but this project is bigger than just me. So I also have money coming in from that. Um, yeah, but I'm like really surprised at this point in my life, I thought my expenses would keep going up. But after I bought my house, I like have this story that after I bought my house, like it wouldn't satisfy me, but it truly has like the whole process has been so fun. And it has, I mean, I know it's only been six months, but like every day I wake up, I'm so happy. And my expenses truly besides like random entertainment things and traveling, they haven't gone up if anything they've gone down and so it's actually been really easy to take a break this far into my business speaking of traveling great segue uh (laughs) what are some of what are some of the trips you've taken recently I've it's become really normal to travel to Europe for me which like is wild because I remember the first trip I took to Paris I was like having anxiety attacks before I just was so nervous Um, but I feel like that's the place that I have been traveling the most. I also go to New York often. Um, I've thought about, I mean, all of these places like New York, Paris, London, I've thought about getting, uh, like a flat in any of those places, but it just doesn't make sense because I'm, I'm going there all the time, but I'm not going there, um, 
I'm not going there like once a month. And so it's easier to just buy a nice, or I mean, to rent a nice Airbnb and it's saving me money. And I don't really want the hassle of like having to have all these places I'm, I'm taking care of, but I've been going to New York a lot, London, Paris. Um, I love the UK. So I've just like been doing lots of exploring there and I've been doing lots of traveling alone actually, or I'll go travel alone and then my partner will meet me there and, um, we'll like hang out for a weekend and then he'll go and then I'll hang out a little bit longer. So I feel like my traveling has turned from like before it felt like going somewhere for a purpose or like a concert or with a friend for their birthday. But now it feels a lot more exploratory. Like it's like, I'm going to this place just to explore and get to know it more. And so that's been a fun shift. Do you have any plans for a next trip coming up? No, I, I feel like my best trips have been my last minute ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Tokyo last minute a few years ago. I went to Bali last minute a few years ago and I guess Bali was last year. Um, but like those trips, I'd been trying to make them happen for so long. And then randomly I saw flights for a good price. I booked it and I was like in the air in a couple of days. And so now with traveling, it's like kind of, I've just kind of learned that it's, it's hard. It's not hard for me to commit to things, but life feels more magical when I'm deciding to commit in the moment. And so I don't have, I actually don't even have a single another trip planned right now. I'm talking about a few with friends. So we'll see what actually ends up happening. That sounds great. If you had to pick a favorite from the last few years, what, what was your favorite trip? I loved Switzerland and that's kind of the, that's the place that I'm thinking about going again in, um, the winter. Cause it's so magical at winter time. I always wanted to visit there, but I just never did. And it like blew me away. It literally feels like a fairy tale. It's like the most relaxing place ever. That's fun. So I want to come back to your house because I know you moved in earlier this year in the spring, you said, um, but I want to like, my understanding is you built this house. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So that was taking place obviously over, over these years. Talk to me about that process. What did that, how, let's start at the beginning. How did you get started with that decision? Yeah. So I bought a lot in cash. Um, it was a lot that I had been looking at for a long time. And I, the first time I saw, I could just picture building a house there. So I bought that lot in cash and then I just started working. I actually designed most of it. Like I am not an architect at all, but I knew what I wanted. And so I started pulling inspo and I started literally just like drafting it up in illustrator so that when I did get, go to an architect, they would have like the majority of what I wanted it to look like. So I, I actually, before I had bought in the lot, I was like already kind of knew what I wanted to do. So I was already working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the building process, it took a little bit longer because I was still wanting to save up one of like those things of just doing what I wanted and not feeling like weird for doing it is I always felt um, like it was dumb to like want to buy a house in cash, which I don't know why. Like it's actually cool, but I always had this thought that it wasn't possible and like once I fully just let myself decide I was going to do that, I felt like money stacked up so much quicker and it gave me something to like work towards. Um, and so I bought the lot and then I had a year. So I bought the lot in 2024. I had another year of saving before I could start, um, start the house building process. And I didn't have all of the money saved before we started it, but I had a huge, huge chunk. Um, and I worked with a cool architect that I found on Instagram, actually. Um, They weren't even in Utah. 
and I worked with them and I found a builder that I'd really liked. I had never heard of them either. And it's a very, um, my house is like very hidden. So it's like in this little, like, um, it's in a super basic neighborhood. It's the most like basic neighborhood you could ever see, but there's like this point where the road comes together and then my lot is behind that. And so we built up really big, like a gate and hedges. So it feels really private and it doesn't feel because I didn't want to feel like the weird witch house in like the Mormon neighborhood. So I wanted like a little bit of privacy. And so we built a really huge fence and then it like opens, it like feels so bougie anytime I come home, but it like opens when you drive up and then you go in and it's like, it's, it's like, a, um, it's not as Gothic as I originally pictured it being. It is inside, but the outside is more so like a, um, maybe like a Hansel and Gretel cottage, but like, just like blown up a bit, very like fairy tale looking Ivy everywhere. The landscaping is like super cool. That was another thing that I was really adamant with like helping in the process because I wanted it to really feel like a, like a magical forest. Did it pretty much, I think I understand that you started working with the architect and the builder in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with the architect a little bit before then. So I started working with the architect before I had found a builder because that process you don't have to, all you have to have is your lot to know is they're building it out. So I didn't have a builder yet. Um, and then I started working with the builder in 2025. Okay. So did it take, did it take two years to build the house or how quickly was it done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took a year. It took almost two years. We started working summer of 2025 and then it finished spring of 2027. I just didn't want to rush the process. Cause like I had a lot of really unique things that I was doing in this house and I didn't want anything half-assed. And so I wasn't ever in a rush. Like I stayed, I mean, even still to this day, like it was like, even though I was moving into my dream house, it was really hard for me to leave my town home because I loved it. I totally made it like my dream home as much as I could. Um, and so because I loved where I was staying and I loved how it looked and everything, I wasn't in any sort of rush to get into my new place. Mm -hmm. But you got into the new place in the spring. You've been there about six months. Everything's unpacked. It's perfect. What's the next thing that you're looking at in the future? Anything on the horizon, late 2027 into 28 beyond? That feels really exciting right now. Mm -hmm. I, the things that I'm working on in my business right now, like I never could have even guessed. Um, I mean, the stuff with like the research that we're doing and just all the reprogramming stuff. um, It's so much bigger than I ever thought. And so looking forward, I'm just really excited to see where that goes. And I've like worked with some of like the biggest people in the industry, um, which is like mind blowing. So I feel like I'm just excited to see what happens with that. I've kind of thought about buying some sort of retreat center, but I think it comes back to the idea that like I don't like to have a lot of stuff to take care of. Like I like to feel light, even my house, like for the size of the lot and for the amount I paid for it, it's a small house, like, but it's done really well. And it's, like I said, really big rooms and everything, but like, I just feel like with everything in my life, I want to keep it simple. Um, And so I don't know about the retreat center. I can't decide. My partner really wants me to get it, but I don't know, maybe that's something that he could take over if it sounded fun to him. But to me, that it sounds a little more stressful than fun. Mm -hmm. So one of the last things I think I'm going to ask you is just considering the last few years, overall, if you, if you had to, you know, look back and share your biggest lesson or the things that you've learned, you know, with, with the Kinsey who was in, let's say, 
you know, middle of 2023, what, what does she need to hear or she needs to know looking at the next few years in front of her? Um, she needs to like stop hiding and stop playing small and she can have the simplicity of her business now at a business that is 10 times that, that size, but she just has to stop hiding. And I don't even think she consciously realizes that she's doing it, but, um, she is in like a a lot of ways. It's like this, even the way that she was showing up in relationships and stuff, it's like this, I don't know. It's like a very deep hiding energy. And if she would just stop doing that, that's the moment that everything, everything truly starts to shift. Do you think if that Kinsey, if you, if you could go back in time and, and say those things to, you know, 2023 Kinsey, do you think she's ready to hear that? Do you think she can, you know, she can use that? Yeah. I think she's been feeling it. Like I, yeah. I think over the last, I think she started feeling it in 2022 and the, her whole mental health struggles in like 2021, I think were related to her not realizing she was hiding. And then I think she started to realize it in 2022, but she didn't know she wouldn't even say that that was a word. Like if you told her she was hiding, I don't think she would even realize what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she would be like, no, I'm not like I show up, I'm consistent, but it's so much deeper than that. And I think, yeah, I think 2023 Kinsey would be ready to hear it. That's good. That's good to know. What is one of the things that you're most excited for her to experience over the next few years like the highlight um I think just like all of the freedom that her success is going to bring her creatively like creatively she's going to be able to do whatever she wants there was not a moment with my house that I ever chose something because it was the cheaper option even like this Halloween party that I'm throwing it is so fucking extravagant and like there is no purpose for it except the fact that like I got to let my creativity go free and go wild and so I think all of these ideas that she's had um it's like this it's this weird combination where it's like her stepping further into her creativity is going to allow her to step even further into her creativity it's like the creative ideas that don't require money those ones are going to open the door for the creative ideas like house and entertaining and even like her wardrobe, things are just going to be so much more accessible to her in like the just self-expression, I guess, side of things. That's really exciting. Is there anything else, any final words that you want to share from the future? I think looking back, I'm like, this whole thing and I know that's a waste of time to like even do that but like because it obviously happened how it did but this whole thing could move so much faster if she wasn't flip-flopping back and forth like back into hiding and so I don't know like that might break something to tell her that but it's like I I do think this process could move faster if she wanted it to but she just, I don't even want to say that she's in her own way because she's not in her own way, but it's like along the way, she'll see a tree and she'll hide behind the tree. And if she would just stop doing that, like the path would be easier. It would be simpler. It would be smoother. Like, so I think that's the last thing I would tell her. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you again for letting me interview you. Thank you. Of course, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put you back through the time-space portal into 2023. So I'm going to put on some music and I will see you back on the other side.